Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Good morning. It is Friday, January 27th. It is five minutes after 10, and you're listening to Rob Kendall and Casey Daniels on 93 WIBC. So guess what, Rob? What? Eric Holcomb had a press conference. Oh! He talked a lot about Mitch Daniels, uh-huh. but yeah. he mentioned property taxes. No way. Way. Way, yeah. He was talking about property taxes. Well, he didn't have a lot to say about them, but he at least acknowledged that there is an issue. <laughs> okay, Casey, so let's let's reset this for people. So a year ago, mm-hmm. I think it was almost a year ago, not quite a year ago, because I think you were here when this happened. People started getting their new assessments of their property in the mail. Yeah, and people were sending them yes. to us. And it was like, you know, and we were we were reading the most egregious ones. But, I mean, it was like segments. We were doing whole segments reading people's property assessments. And, I mean, there were tons and tons and tons that were like $30,000, $40,000 that we didn't even get to. Mm-hmm. We were reading like the 50. There were some who were 100. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was, it was just totally ridiculous so this was right after you got here so uh, basically a year maybe 10 months so let, let's let's give them the benefit of the doubt for 10 months ago the governor of the state became aware mm-hmm. hey there is a massive issue involving skyrocketing assessments as did every person down at 200 west washington street we are now three full weeks into the indiana general assembly and finally mm-hmm. Someone in a random, confused, I guess, accidental act of journalism asked the governor about the skyrocketing assessments and then the property taxes that will inevitably follow because that's how it works. And so after 10 months of having an opportunity to prepare a well thought out plan and response, this is what he had to say. We're assessing that very closely. Uh, Wouldn't be surprised if, if we do something during the course of this session. They're assessing. They're assessing. Wouldn't be surprised. Oh, it was Abdul who asked it. That was you? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Look at him. He runs into the studio. He wanted full credit for asking that Thank question. Thank you. And I'm so glad it was you. <laughs> yes. All right. So it was Abdul who asked the question. And thank you, Abdul, because a year a year into this thing, basically, that's the answer you get. Can we play that again one more time just so people can say, well, you guys totally manipulated the audio on that. We're assessing that very closely. Uh, wouldn't be surprised if, if we do something during the course of this session. We're assessing it very closely, mm-hmm. and we might do something by the end of the session. Mm-hmm. What have you been doing for the past 10 months? He's concentrating on his current job and promoting the state. Now, it's interesting. We might do something. What, what what are you going to do? Like, this is not an issue where you can just instantaneously walk out there and go, okay, hey, here's what we're doing. Mm-hmm. This should have been bill one, right? We all know this is happening. We've all known for 30 plus years the assessment process is completely ridiculous by which a, a single person, oftentimes not even the assessor, him or herself, but an appointed uh, bureaucrat mm-hmm. can arbitrarily raise your taxes, 300 a $1,000, whatever. 
and all you get out of this guy, he, yesterday when it was trails, $60 million for trails, we got a big plan for that. Here's the details. Mm-hmm. We're so excited. Mm-hmm. Let's go. You're going to spend some money. Hey, uh, hey, what about my uh, property taxes going to make me really hard, really hard for me to live in my home? Mm-hmm. Well, we're still assessing that. And we'll uh, maybe we'll do something about it. But it's not just homes. It's also businesses. Well, sure. Because I do recall us getting some information from someone who was very concerned about their business because the property tax on their building was going up. Uh, he did. I don't know if this was a follow-up question or more on his lack of candor about property taxes. Take a listen. We're going to get at the root causes of the increases that are occurring. We need to know what is causing it per the texting units. This is a conversation. We're in close conversation with the House and the Senate leadership. This should enrage every single person. You are telling me that the governor of the state of Indiana does not understand why property taxes are on the rise he said they're going to get to the root cause we've been telling you the root cause on this show for 10 months it's very simple the assessors are assessing property markedly higher Mm -hmm. than it was two years ago right and people who have no intention to sell their home are being punished because think about how ridiculous this is casey people are being punished Because someone else did something that doesn't impact them in any shape, form, or fashion. Mm -hmm. So you're telling me because the guy down the street Mm -hmm. sold his home, and I have no intention of selling my home, I have to pay higher taxes because that guy made money on his home. Because some rando walked up and said, no, your house is worth more. We're going to charge you more. That is the equivalent of saying, well, some other guy Mm -hmm. sold his stock in Acme, Inc., and because some other guy sold his stock in Acme, Inc., I don't even own Acme Inc., but I got to pay higher taxes on my stock that I haven't sold. Or, it doesn't make any sense. And the idea that the governor, because look, when it's a VIP meet and greet with Malik Muhammad, we can't get to the root cause of what Malik Muhammad was upset about fast enough. But when it comes to helping you with your property taxes and maybe potentially harming money into the treasury, well, we got to we got to study that. We got to get to the root cause of that. Mm-hmm. But if you need six, we're going to assess it. If Eli Lilly needs a sweetheart re- real estate deal, <laughs> by goodness, right we're this all way. over that. We'll spend a billion dollars of your tax money to help mega corporations, some of the wealthiest organizations in the entire world, get all sorts of great deals through the IEDC. Mm-hmm. No problem with that. We've got to the root cause of that. We've studied and understood that. But when it comes to helping ensure you get to stay in your home, well, we got to we got to get to the root root cause of that. That is so insulting. Mm-hmm. It's not quite insulting like when he called people who peacefully protested outside of the governor's residence a human petri dish. I mean, yeah. it's not quite insulting like that. It's not quite insulting like when he told you that if you wanted to worship outside a church in your car on Easter, he was down and cool with that. It's not quite insulting like when he tried to put you in jail for not wearing a mask. I mean, it's not, not quite insulting like to that level, but the idea that he claims to have no idea what's going on with property taxes mm-hmm. is totally par for the course for that guy and totally par for the course for the Indiana Republican Party and not one legislator is going to call him out on it. The only place you're going to hear it is right here because those were 
Republicans at 200 West Washington are gutless cowards who don't care about you at all, and their silence on this will prove it again. Congratulations to Abdul for asking the question. Yeah! It has now been brought to the governor's attention. (laughs) He also talked about Mitch Daniels. Of course, Mitch Daniels saying that he's not going to lock in his final answer about whether he's going to run for Senate. Uh, We might hear sometime this weekend, apparently an announcement a decision is going to be made imminently. You should totally do it right here. <laughs> just walk in the studio like the, Abdul just the, did. The best thing would be if Mitch Daniels, Mitch Daniels didn't even have to announce he's showing up. If Mitch Daniels shows up on a Monday and says, I'm here to make the announcement, uh, uh, we'll be here for you, Mitch. Yeah. Okay, so you've got that conservative group, Club for Growth, yes. who is backing Jim Banks. You've got Victoria Sparts, who milling it up she's thinking about it may run and then you've got mitch daniels who possibly will announce maybe before the weekend is over early next week but holcomb was praising mitch daniels yes his former boss let's play a little audio and then we'll uh we'll talk about yeah we'll talk about it take a listen mitch daniels has a sophisticated vocabulary and he can speak for himself and i'll wait till he does (laughs) okay (laughs) great so what did he say? Uh, he's uh, until until Mitch Daniels speaks for himself. Holcomb is a card carrying member of the political cel- celibacy that he joined and started. What the hell does that even mean? I don't say know. that again. Can you say that again? Because I saw that and I could not find that audio in our queue. That was the only audio I found. Yeah, but uh, I know because Nikki Kelly reported it. Mm-hmm. And I, was, I mean, I'm sure he totally sure he said it. I, th- I think Mitch Daniels has a sophisticated vocabulary and he can speak for himself. And I'll wait until he does. Uh huh. Okay. But until then, I'm a card carrying member of the political celibacy that he joined and started. Did he use the wrong word? Because I'm going to read. I'm wondering if I'm using the wrong word. No. Se- <laughs> Am let's I look- reading that incorrectly? No. So, so, spell it, and I'll make sure that you're using it correctly. C-E-L. C-E-L-I-B-A-C-Y. Uh-huh. All right. So celibacy. Ac- according to the dictionary. Political celibacy. So according to the dictionary, celibacy, the state. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. ...of abstaining from marriage and sexual relations. Well, uh, can, you re- can you use that again just one more time? But until then, I'm a card-carrying member of the political... The state of abstaining from marriage and sexual relations... That he joined and started. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> I think he used the like the wrong word. There's no way he meant to use that word. And there's no way Nikki Kelly would. Uh, no, 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 re- no, 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 no. He do, no, no. no I've, I've seen from many people that that's the words he used because I remember when I saw it that there's no way. So I don't know what he means, but here's what I do want people to remember, and mm-hmm. this is why I really hope Mitch Daniels gets in because. Not only then do we get to talk about, you know, Jim Banks voting for Kevin McCarthy 15 times, and I have no doubt Mitch will totally hold Jim Banks and his supporters, you know, accountable for that. But we get to talk about Mitch's record. And one of the things, in addition to, you know, raising taxes on poor and middle class people so that billionaire Jim Irsay could have a, a free stadium or uh, raising the sales tax when they didn't cap your property taxes and lied to you about capping your property taxes and, you know, massive growth of a socialized medicine program and, and et cetera, the things that Mitch Daniels did. He's also gave rise to Eric Holcomb. Eric Holcomb is Mitch Daniels' 
dude. Mm-hmm. He was his right-hand man. So I really hope Mitch gets in, so we'll have some time maybe to talk a little bit about that. And let's see how Mitch feels about the, you know, because Mitch was supposedly the government cutter, you know, the, the, the blade. They called him there when he was in the Bush administration. Mm-hmm. We'll see how he feels about the massive growth of government under the Indiana Republican Party under Holcomb. I, I think that would be absolutely uh, a fascinating conversation to have. Well, yeah, I mean, these they were tied together for a long time. He was his deputy chief of staff, also his campaign manager. And, you know what? If you look up Eric Holcomb right now on LinkedIn, it still says that he's Mitch Daniels' campaign manager. No way. Way. No way. Unless it's a, a troll account. No way. It has not been updated in a uh, very long real, time. Somebody in the YouTube chat made a good point. And this is maybe, but if it takes this much to figure it out, it's he screwed up by using that word. He's, he's, they are asking a question. Could he be saying that he's not married to either side oh, of the aisle? okay. And th- maybe that's it. So thank you to that person in the YouTube chat. But he's a card-carrying member of the political not being married to either side. It still, it's, it still just, doesn't make just, sense. It, but it's totally it's the totally elitist way to word something that's super easy to say that I would expect from the governor of the state of Indiana, which is you could just say, hey, I'm not picking teams, and if Mitch gets in, then we'll figure it out. Right. But or, instead, he, he tried to be, uh, he's always got to be the smartest guy in every room and use words that may not even be the right words, and if they are the right words, and you got to spend forever to figure out what he's saying. Totally Holcomb. Thank you to the person in the YouTube chat. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC, and I want us to get to this uh, Hunter Biden niece story. Well, or it's actually Joe Biden oh, story. Okay, so I'm going to give you a dealer's choice here. Okay. We've got a bunch of phone calls to get through. Yeah. So we can either do that or the phone calls because we got so many calls about who the people with the TV shows. Oh, well, let's hear from our listeners. Okay. And then favorite we'll, part and, of the, the show. And I agree with you. The Hunter Biden story is phenomenal that we absolutely need to get to, but we can do that in the 11 o'clock hour. Okay. Cool. So we're going to hear from you next with voicemails on 93 WIBC. I'm so sorry you have just reached my answering machine. It is 20 minutes after 10. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. And we're going to get to your phone calls in just a sec. But first, a few things that are trending this morning. Four-time Indianapolis 500 winner Elio Castroneves has ruled out running next month's NASCAR season opener, the Daytona 500. He's not going to do it. Also trending, let's see here, uh, Wendy's is bringing back their beloved Vanilla Frosty. Oh, great! I know you've been waiting, right? So they replaced it earlier with a, what, with a a strawberry one? Yeah, it was like a peppermint Frosty, I think. Right, and then they had the peppermint Frosty until November. Well, and they always have the chocolate, but now the vanilla one is coming back as well. so good. Yeah? Great. Do you ever dip your fries in your Frosty? No, that is gross. No, that's awesome. Salty and sweet together. utterly disgusting. Do you ever do that, Kevin? Please tell me you do. Uh, no, I'm, I've never done that. You know why? Because Kevin's a normal person. That's why Kevin doesn't do <laughs> I'm that. I'm fairly normal. Yeah. My first job ever was yeah, at we're Wendy's. we're going to get to that. <laughs> was at Wendy's. I was a crew leader. Really? Yes. And I, can I tell you a secret yeah, about absolutely. how they make their chili? Sure. Okay, so you know Wendy's has the chili, right? Yes. And when they, the, the guy who's on the grill, he'll uh-huh. put all the burgers and he'll line them up on the grill. Mm-hmm. And people come in and order burgers and yep. out they go. Well, there's a couple patties that will stay on the grill because they just didn't get served. Mm-hmm. And they get pushed off to the side, right? Uh-huh. And then at the end of the day, all of those overcooked oh, patties no. that never got served as burgers go into a big tub. Oh, and no. then the next morning, they grind up that beef and that's what goes into the oh, chili. Oh, you just ruined it for everyone, Casey. You're welcome. 
Try try dipping your your fry in your frosty. It's good. <laughs> you have to try it. What is our last trending story? Finally, uh, Jay Leno says that he broke his collarbone, ribs, and kneecaps in a motorcycle crash just recently. Do you remember a couple months ago? On top of getting his yes. Yes. He's like 100 years old. What is he doing? Would you, uh, just a couple months ago, he had that accident with the fire in his garage where he had to go to the hospital right. and get some skin grafts. Well, he was up and moving around again, went on a motorcycle ride and got himself in trouble again. Well, that guy's a daredevil. Yeah. All right. So let's get to the phone call. So, okay. Casey, remember that this is the way all of our listeners should be. Yeah. Which is they should recognize how lucky they are to have us every single day. <laughs> And what a real gift we offer them by opening up this voicemail line Mm -hmm. to the listeners, Mm -hmm. 317-684-8444. And remember, we had the guy call yesterday about the Justin Bieber music catalog getting sold. Mm -hmm. And he was so upset. Mm -hmm. And then after being very upset about the Justin Bieber music catalog, he then proceeded to feel that the cherry on top would be to rip on Bruce Springsteen. Right. As though that guy's opinion of Bruce Springsteen would just ruin my day. Mm-hmm. Gosh darn it, for 20 years I have loved everything about this dude's music, but the random ass caller on the voicemail line totally changed it for me. <laughs> and we said, if this is the sort of behavior we're going to get, we're just going to shut the voicemails down because we don't have to take this. <laughs> and uh, I give this guy credit. I think he got the memo. He called back. Hi, Rob and Casey. Um, I actually called in yesterday and um, was talking about uh, Justin Bieber and the um, uh, Bruce Springsteen, and I had no idea how mean I sounded on the phone. Um, I was actually kind of lighthearted when I did that. I just it sounded mean when I heard it on the radio. But uh, you don't have to put this on or anything. I just wanted to apologize if it sounded mean. I was kind of just just stirring the pot a little bit. Was all I was doing. Uh, I'm just not a big Springsteen fan, but. Um, Anyway, uh, my name's Jared. I live in Columbus, and I listen to you guys every day. Everybody always says that, but uh, I enjoy the show, and sorry it sounded so mean. Thanks. Wow. That's amazing. (laughs) You know what he just did? The three-step process right there. You just witnessed it. Absolutely. Yeah. He he made a mistake. He apologized, and now he's taking corrective action. That's exactly what we want out of our... uh, out of our listeners. Do you think he was being facetious? No, I think he was being serious. I think he realized he was going to get shut down. <laughs> yeah, it's people it, need this show. That's what I tell people all the time. People need the show. It sounded very sincere. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I thought he, I thought he was uh, he was being true there. That's that's great. Thank all you. right, uh, let's see what else did we get here. We got what? I'm talking a total brain cramp here, Kevin. We, we got one that's titled Kevin picks. Oh Monday. yes. So Monday, it's mm-hmm. Casey's day to pick the music. Monday, Kevin will get to pick the music. Yeah. Uh, and this listener had a little advice for Kevin. All right, so Monday is Kevin's day, and we're going to hopefully have an Uno Gold so maybe we can hear what music is about. But, Kevin, uh, remember, they're your songs, so you don't have to just play 90 seconds. You can play the whole thing, and the station doesn't have to pay any money out, so feel free to play the whole song. But remember, you're sitting at the master board, so reach up and turn off Rob and Casey's mic, or no one's going to hear your music. And when uh, when are we going to start taking uh, submissions for uh, Listener Choice Day? Mm-hmm. Uh, better make sure it's a day Rob's not there. <laughs> That's some uh, some good advice there. Now I don't know if I'm going to come out of the gate with my own music for my first day. Mm-hmm. I think I need to choose. 
Like some of my influences. Wait, 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 wait. Your first day. Wait, time out. You get a day. Time out. Time out, time out, time out, time out. When we come back, we're going to talk about this in a little more detail. But you're so into your band that you were handing out stickers to random dudes in a bathroom yesterday to promote your band. But you're on the most powerful media outlet in the state of Indiana, and you're not going to play your band when it gets offered to you? Really? Um, I think I should lead with my influences and then kind of, you know, give people oh, some background gonna... Kevin, to see where I come from. You were handing out stickers <laughs> to random and, men near a urinal to promote your band, it was not... and you're not going to play your band? All right, there's context, more context to <laughs> He's that. He's like, let me explain. Let me. Uh, nope, sorry, Kevin, we got to go to commercial. All right, we, we, all right so we got, we got one more call we got to get to here. Uh, the big question has been, where does Mike Pence live? There is some debate. Right, Zionsville, Carmel. Is it Zionsville? was at Carmel, and somebody called in who I think may be able to settle this for us. Hey, guys, love the show. Rob, you're dead wrong. Give me Bob Euchre. Oh, I'm sorry. I d- that's the wrong one. I'm sorry. I uh, We'll I, get to that one here in a second. I, Go ahead. Yep. I live in Carmel, not far from Crooked Stick Golf Course, and I can tell you that one of the Carmel schools where I go over and occasionally play tennis is very close to Mike Pence's home. I won't say exactly where, but he is closer to the Zionsville city limits than he is to 31. Okay, so what, is this a situation of a mailing address versus the real location? He could live in a no-man's land. Yeah. Here's what I think we should do, Casey, and I know Mike Pence, because Mike Pence knows me, and I know he's probably missed seeing me all these years. I think we should just figure out where that's at. Mm -hmm. We should put together a welcome package of some sort. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Maybe first and foremost, we'll have that article that we talked about with uh, Margaret Menji Mm -hmm. uh, about how nobody in Indiana wants Mike Pence to run for president. And then I think we should just politely uh, just walk that up to his door and say, where the hell are we? Uh Are we in Zionsville or are we in Carmel? Do you think he's even there? He's not even there. Uh, I I don't know. There's only one way to find out. (laughs) Let's do it. We're coming, Mike! (laughs) <laughs> no, we're not. All right, so we got a whole bunch of voicemails about the t- about the TV shows yesterday. We had, we had pondered where Sesame Street is yeah. on the all-time mm-hmm. most important TV show, and we got a ton of phone calls about that. Okay, we'll uh, we'll get to those coming up. It's ninety three WIBC. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Rolling Stones Day rolls on. Yeah. They're, they're fine. Yeah. At least it's got some tempo for a Friday. You know, I went a to... upbeat, something peppy, something snappy. I went to see the Rolling Stones when they were at Indianapolis Motor Speedway on the 4th of July, 2015. And that mm-hmm. was a wild and wacky day in my life. Was there a man in the bathroom giving you stickers? There was not. I was, However, they only had portalettes out where I was. <laughs> Here's what I did, Casey, is I got, it is the one time in my life I actually paid a premium price for something. Mm-hmm. And I had a buddy who was able to get, because they they section off rolling, at least they did it at, at this one. I'm sure stadium, uh, indoor shows are different, but they sectioned it off. So it was like gold level was close, silver, bronze, and, you know, it's the Motor Speedway, so there's 60,000 people there. And I had a buddy who, through some connections, was able to get gold level s- tickets. Now, you had to pay for them. Mm-hmm. And I made the decision to do that, and I am so glad I did because it was such an incredible experience. The only problem, and I didn't plan for this, was because the it's it was open standing room, obviously. It's, your, it's at the Motor Speedway, so it's all standing. So once you get your spot, because I went by myself... Mm-hmm. 
and we're going to talk about concert etiquette here in a moment. Uh, you could you could not you couldn't move or you'd lose your spot. So I was like down right. here in the fifth row. You got to claim your. Well, space. it's the Fourth of July and it's like a gajillion degrees out, and you got to get there at two in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. And so by the time the Stones took the stage, you had been standing around for eight nine hours. I was. Thankfully, I was younger than I am now and in better shape mm-hmm. because I might have died. Did you take a chair with you? No, no, chair? they don't allow those down no. there. This is not the lawn at at Deer Creek. Blanket? No, Casey, you had, it was standing. You, you would have been huh? trampled. <laughs> uh, but anyway, yes, it was a fabulous concert, and everyone should see the Rolling Stones in concert at some point. Okay, so we've got more phone calls, 317-684-8444. But first, we have to talk about whether Kevin committed a party foul last night. Yeah. Because we mentioned etiquette. So, Kevin, you went to Bloomington last night to see a band called Mama? Yeah, it's a band, uh, alternative rock band from Los Angeles. You knew you were going to be out late. You rolled back into Greenwood about 1 a.m. Correct. And so Rob came in early this morning and did your your job for you. Yes. Yeah, Rob is a true mensch. Yeah. Um, so thank thank you for doing that for me. Well, That's and the reason lot. the reason I did it is Kevin's like, I'm going to Bloomington. I'm mm-hmm. going to a concert. I'm thinking, all right, this is Kevin. He's going to go out and have some fun. He's right. going to be picking up chicks. Right. He might meet his future wife there. I have an obligation as Kevin's mentor. His wingman. To, to come in here yeah. early, to, go, to give up a little bit of my own time mm-hmm. so that Kevin might have a better life. And so Kevin strolls in, literally like, Four minutes before we're supposed to do the show, I'm thinking, boy, what a wild night Kevin right. must have had. He was probably like had nine women on his arm. He's probably in, in, with cage dancers. And I said, Kevin, tell me about all the chicks you picked up last night. Mm-hmm. There were no chicks. You didn't pick up any women. Why? Yeah. What were you doing? Uh, I was watching the concert. Mm-hmm. What else were you doing? Well, I, I went with the. Uh, Come on, fess up. My, Tell what you did. Yeah, don't, who, who'd you go okay, with? Okay, so I went with the bass player for my band and his uh, stepdad. And uh, yeah, we're just enjoying the show, uh-huh. just hanging out with them. Uh-huh. And then at some point, Kevin. <laughs> This sounds weird to me. Kevin randomly was like, so I was like, you know, tell me about all the women there were there, there and it's, uh, having a good time. He goes, somehow he goes, yeah. And then in the bathroom, <laughs> I was giving stickers away. To random people to promote my band. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what my problem is? Is I never stop hustling. <laughs> and it, it, is, it is so tough to make it in the biz uh-huh. that I just, I just never take a day off. What do you mean you were giving away stickers? Okay, so, so here's the context of it. I was uh, washing my hands mm-hmm. in the restaurant. So you weren't actually at the urinal? No. Okay, that's I was good. washing my hands. Yeah. And uh, there were these two guys waiting to use the urinal. There's a little bit of a line. And they were talking about this venue <laughs> called the Blockhouse. Uh-huh. Now, this is a venue in Bloomington that we'd, we've played at before. So I overheard them talking about it. And I said, oh, uh, I like the Blockhouse. Uh, my band has played there before. My band. And it, so, of course, they asked me about the name, uh, our band name. And I said, Uno Gold. And I said, hey, you guys seem like you like cool music. Uh, do you want a sticker? <laughs> And I had these uh, Uno Gold stickers with me. You know, I'm promoting the band all the time. <laughs> so I handed them stickers, and they were like, oh, wow, this is pretty cool. They seemed like they, they thought it was cool. and uh, They were grateful. I yeah. assure you, Kevin, they didn't think it was cool, nor did they, were they grateful. <laughs> they, they left that bathroom like, why did that dude just give us a sticker? Uh, yeah, I don't know what was said when I left the room, but uh-huh. I mean, it was it, it was seemed like a pretty normal interaction to me. <laughs> Kevin, <laughs> never, ever, ever, ever 
approach random people in a bathroom and offer them anything going forward. Can you just do that for me? I mean, I was leaving the bathroom. It wasn't like I was you in there using the bathroom. You were in the bathroom. bathroom. They were waiting to use the bathroom. There is no reason whatsoever to offer any stranger anything in a bathroom ever. All right. Okay. All right, all right okay. mentor Rob. And on Monday, when it's your day, yeah, are you gonna play strictly Uno Gold music? Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna play Arctic Monkeys. You, wait, we're giving you a day, and you're you just said you're you so, don't stop hustling. Well, you're so, you're so, wait, time out. You're so into your band <laughs> that you were giving grown ass men stickers as they were trying to use the urinal to promote your band. But on the most listen, uh, the most powerful media outlet in the state of Indiana which you can hear from Illinois to Ohio and all points in between. No, I'm going to play the Arctic Monkeys. I've played my band's music before on the air. Do you just so, not have enough music, enough songs well, to cover the entire three So that is show? part of it. Some of okay. our music is explicit. So oh. it's, I guess you I... You can't find 20 seconds where there's no swearing? Is there that much swearing I guess in I just, music? I, I just have to map this out, you know, do some planning. But okay. I was thinking I might show people the uh, the influences first. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You know, because this isn't going to be my only themed day. <laughs> oh, it's Cause not. Because I, I made an executive <laughs> decision to take ownership of each it could day be your this Kevin, it could further. be your last chance if you keep offering stickers to strangers in the restroom <laughs> it that, could be the last somebody is going to take offense to that and it's not going to end well for you that is just called hustling because you like me kevin we are smaller people <laughs> and as such we would have trouble defending ourselves in a bathroom brawl so you think someone would want to fight me because I, i'm trying to promote my band i think approaching grown-ass men fight wasn't the word i was near the use. urinal for any reason could not end well there's a possibility Possibility. I'm thankful it ended well for you. I just... Do we have to review the Dahmer story that we <laughs> talked about earlier? I, To be honest, like I thought this was a normal thing at the time. I, had you had a, I didn't a, realize a libation? This was, I, I had, a, had a couple, but I wouldn't say I was like hammered drunk. I thought mm-hmm. this was like a... Uh, mm-hmm. uh-huh. Yeah, I didn't think this was a party thing. No. All right. Okay, let's get to... Well, thank you, Kevin. <laughs> let's get to the voicemails here. Uh, yesterday, we were talking about how the guy who had co-created Sesame Street yeah. passed away. He was 93. And then we got on a topic of the most important TV shows of all time. Right. And we had a little standard for this, right? Yeah. What were the standards? I, I, oh, I wrote, thought you wrote it down. I did. I wrote it on yesterday's oh, notes. Uh, so what was it? It was lo- longevity, societal influence. Influ- and viewers. Oh, I told right. Them, like, like, right. How many okay, people that viewed? was it. All right. So people called. We'll just rapid fire these calls. Uh, everyone's wrong about all the things they called about, so we'll just rapid fire them. Go. Okay. Hey, guys. Love the show. Matt down here in Mooresville. Uh, you guys were talking about TV shows that influence generations. I'd have to say the Brady Bunch mm. always had a life lesson after every show. And probably for somebody like me that's a sci-fi fan, the original Star, Star Trek. Trek. Yeah. So guys are doing great. Have a great day. Yeah. They never explain how the Brady Bunch knew how to use Zoom back then. <laughs> they were. I mean, they were They were on it Yeah. long uh, before. Well, the, um, <laughs> the problem is, though, the longevity, right? Mm-hmm. Longevity is part of the equation, and in terms of longevity, like Brady Bunch, even though it was on for many seasons, is not going to compare to say a Jeopardy or a Wheel of Fortune or a Sesame Street or a Days of Our Lives or whatever. He's he's on point though with Star Trek, but he said the original Star Trek. Mm-hmm. So isn't there like a time limit on that? Because aren't all the Star Treks different? We should have a duel in here. But they they are, but I mean, Star different Trek different galaxies and different things. Yeah, and... it was it was a new way of storytelling. Though. Oh, okay. All right, next call. 
hello. You're talking about TV shows, Longevity. One of my favorite shows, and it still is, uh, Tonight Show with Johnny Carson. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can you can uh, listen to that now, and there's a channel that has it. And every once in a while, Biden will show up when he was a senator. And topics uh, that are going on now, they talked about back then. So uh, it was a good show. Thank you. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. I didn't think of that. Yeah. Because Carson was on, what, at least 20 years, more yeah. than that, right? Yeah. And a lot of different guests over that. Yeah. amount of time. Yeah, that's Johnny Carson uh, taking on a lot of that's different a, that's forms a strong over the years. Yeah. I gotta look at how, how long he was on. I'll do that while we play the next phone call. Yeah, this is Tom from Satellite again. Influential shows you're talking about, long longevity and uh, influential. We have to put 60 minutes on that list. Oh. They took an obscure guy from down south in Georgia and made a president out of him. They made Clinton a president, too, on that show, and there's been many other examples of how it's shaped American feelings about things. So if you're talking influential, mm-hmm. definitely that. Yeah, I got to agree with that. Now, Hammer and I, and I don't know if you were in on this conversation. I can't remember if it was off the rails or we did it here. Got into this yesterday. Where do we compare weekly shows versus like the shows like Sesame Street or Wheel of Fortune or Jeopardy that daily daily shows Mm -hmm. because obviously they're still long running shows right but they're not every single day right um he's got a point I mean when you're shaping American politics that's true it's a good point and the narrative that the country takes it doesn't matter if it's daily or weekly by the way and I totally feel stupid for not thinking of Carson because he was on 30 years Casey yeah 62 to 92 Mm -hmm. so good one certainly for part of the equation All right, I think we've got a couple more left here I'm a 70 year old man vote for all time show is all in family Mm -hmm. and set new standards Mm -hmm. across the board thank you yeah. He's right, but again, it comes into the thing, like whether it's Seinfeld or All in the Family or, or uh, you know Brady, Brady Bunch or whatever, you just don't have the longevity compared to these other shows. And so, like, by today's standards, people are still watching Jeopardy. Mm-hmm. People are still watching Wheel of Fortune. People are, are still watching Sesame Street. People aren't actively. Now, older generations certainly are, but the younger generations are not watching All in the Family. Anymore. Well, All in the Family, though, I think does get a check mark for the influential. Yeah, absolutely. And, and viewers, no doubt. Bringing different ideas together. Yeah. Because, absolutely. You know, yeah. Edith, Edith and Archie definitely had different views than their children did. Yeah. All right. I think we got one more. All in the Family. It was the greatest show, in my opinion, in the history of television. And it was the number one show for the 10 years it ran prime time. No question. All of the same. Yeah. So if you're to say greatest, what would you call it? Episodic television? Because mm-hmm. it wasn't a, was it a sitcom? Yeah. Would it be called a, certainly greatest sitcoms it is. But again, how are you going to put that up against shows that have been on for 30, 40, 50 years every single day? Well, I think the thing with All in the Family is it took modern issues and made people talk about it sure i mean did that show have a laugh track i don't i don't remember uh, i don't have that's to a, that's a great question i have to watch it because it was like authentic the characters were real i yeah. mean everybody knew like an archie bunker sure no absolutely all right um okay hammer is next hammer sent me a photo and i don't believe he's accurate on this but we'll we'll see when he gets in here okay hammer's joining us it's kendall and casey on 93 wibc 
Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Yeah, you got Good morning. It is 1045. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Hammer joins us in the studio. So you guys were texting each other last night? Well, Hammer sent me a photo, and I can't um, I can't read the caption that he sent to me because um, mm-hmm. I like my job here. Inappropriate. But, uh, well, I just, I don't know. It's just, you know, we try to hold our show to a higher standard, okay. you know, maybe than other shows. But uh, It's a picture of Christy Brinkley, and she's in the bikini on the beach. She's 68 years old. You taking that home or not? Okay, very good. Hammer, I just threw it out there. That's, <laughs> I just, I'm going to leave it up so to you. She's pretty. Uh, in the face, she does, because I think she's had like the stuff some done. Botox. She's had a little plastic surgery. But, so you can tell in the face. Mm-hmm. However, the rest of her mm-hmm. is still pretty well assembled. Yeah. She looks She good. looks amazing at the age of 68. She's going to be 69 in June and she still got it. She's absolutely still got it. Is she still Christy Brinkley getting out of the pool on vacation? Yeah. No, but I'm not Jason Hammer from 10 years ago, <laughs> let alone 35 or 40 years ago. You know, it is weird to see uh, photos of skinny you. It is interesting because when I knew you, you were very skinny when I first met you. Yes, and since then, um, you know, age gets you, man. It does. Like, there used to be a point where I'd get up and I'd lift and I'd run and I'd work out and I'd do all the things. And now it hurts when I put my socks on. When did that start <laughs> happening for you? Because I'm, what, what are you 45? Yes. Is that right? So I'm I'm about six years younger, seven years younger than you, whatever. Uh, You're so- about four to five years away. Okay. And enjoy it because- Again, I think as somebody who doesn't have kids, Rob, you should savor every moment of this part of your life as you can, because between kids and getting older and not having time to do anything, uh, it's going to creep up on you, my friend. Yeah, yeah, I uh, I appreciate that advice. Uh, I feel bad for you, but then I realize it's you, and then I don't you feel shouldn't bad because at all. I make so much money now because I'm <laughs> successful. One, I can afford to eat. I can go on vacations and do what I want. Mm-hmm. It's being number one, and I'm here for it. Uh, let's talk about speaking of being number one. <laughs> oh, now we switch the subject. No, now we switch. No, it's, it. it's fine. You're phenomenal. It's thank great. You. It's great. Thank uh, you. I, uh, I I I've always been a cheerleader of yours. You have, and I thank you for that. Speaking of cheerleading, the uh, beach. Grove bowling team has a big weekend coming up. They do. They are going to be competing in the semi-state high school bowling taking place at uh, Expo Bowl right there by Beach Grove. Kind of a home match this weekend. And uh, we're excited. The bowling hornets of Beach Grove High School are there. And individual-wise, there's a young man by the name of uh, Donnie. And he has advanced to the individual round as well. This afternoon at 448, mm-hmm. those bowling hornets will be in studio yeah! this afternoon. Nice. And we're going to raise a little hell. N- yeah, do, go ahead. Do they have a warm-up? Yeah, they give them like seven to ten minutes, and it's just kind of a- Practice balls? Practice balls. Okay, yeah. so there's no like kind of calisthenics, no stretching involved. It's just kind of throw some balls down the lane and Remember the movie the Kingpin? Did you ever see the movie Kingpin? Yeah. There's a scene where Woody Harrelson is walking into the bowling alley, and he's there with Ishmael, which is Randy Quaid's character, and you see all these fat guys eating nachos mm-hmm. and pizza, mm-hmm. and you hear Randy Quaid go, it's kind of intimidating to be in the presence of such great athletes. 
<laughs> so that's it. Right. I mean, get get some nachos. I don't know how many people that bowl professionally on the PBA tour could do any other sports. Yeah. But at the same time, I mean, you could say that about a lot of groups. Yeah, absolutely. So I have uh, purchased a Beach Grove bowling uh, sectional champions t-shirt. Yes. And uh, I hope... It will be available after 11 o'clock today. Okay, it's great. getting printed we'll right now. Pick it up for Perfect. You. So hopefully they'll be making it to the... There's a state finals after this? Yes. Hopefully they'll be making it so I can wear it. Because it is a cool shirt. Like, I... I I was doing it to support yeah. Hammer's kid, yeah, but then friend. I looked at the shirt and I was like, that's kind of a cool shirt. Nice. It is. Did you get a schmedium? I did get a medium t-shirt. <laughs> yes. I can still wear the uh, the mediums. Do you do this, Hammer? I still weigh myself every day. I'm still very cognizant of my weight, which is how I've been so well preserved over the years. Do you still weigh yourself every day? No. No, and I, I probably should because ever since I lost all the weight, you know, doing the bit on your show, uh, I've probably put about 15 or 20 of it back. Really? Yeah. Again, I gain it really quickly yeah. and I lose it really quickly. I mean, you saw that in the uh, thing that we did every week here. I could have a week where I gain five. I could have a week where I lose eight. My metabolism is weird. Um, so, Do you feel that that has changed with your age or have you always been like that? It's kind of always been that way. Yeah. It's just... The time has changed. I used to have time yeah. to, you know, work out and go to the store and buy all the right things to eat. And now, like dads know this, you're lucky if you have time to go through the drive-through at ten o'clock some nights. I mean, <laughs> it just—it's the way that it is. You should be going through a drive-through at ten o'clock at night. Why? Well, that's why you're gonna be gaining weight. So to starve? Is that what your suggestion is? Oh, I'm sorry. I couldn't take my kids to their events because Casey said I had to go through the drive-thru to take care of myself. Maybe some of us want to be good dads around here. I don't know. Well, you didn't mention you were feeding children. <laughs> hey. No, that was feeding your own face. Uh, it's... Did you see this petition that's going around by Colts fans to stop mm. Jim Irsay from hiring Jeff Saturday? It's dumb. Petitions are dumb. Yeah. They always are. Whether it's a change.org petition, whether it's a Jeff Saturday thing. Listen, I like Jeff Saturday. I've met the dude. He's fun. He's the kind of guy you want to watch a game with and have some beers and some wings. And he's going to tell you awesome stories. Uh, do I want him to be the head coach? Man, he went one and seven and blew the biggest lead in the history of the NFL. I don't think that warrants keeping your job. But uh, petitions are the worst. You know me. I am not a protest or petition guy. Yeah, yeah. Never really been my thing. Yeah, but I, and and there is one thing like, okay, if you have a petition and it gets a million signatures, but like this petition, the last time I checked, it's probably gone up, was like at 1,300 signatures. Mm -hmm. What is that going to do? Is Jim Mercy going to be like, well, I, I was on the fence, mind. these yeah. 1,300 people who may not even go to the games anyway, right. they don't want Jeff Saturday to be the coach. Might not even be Colts fans or ticket holders or whatever. Nobody gives a damn what these people think. Well, did you see this uh, poll? that asked which NFL fan base is the most stressed out. And the study said that it was Indianapolis Colts fans. Right now, probably. But I think if you take a poll over the last 10, 20 years, how is it not the Cleveland Browns? Yeah, that's a good point. So our boss, David Wood, sent this to us, so we have to do this story. You know how it works. When he sends you a story, mm -hmm. he'll our boss will send us something and be like, this is funny. And basically, that's his way of saying, you really need to talk about this that's today. Not, that's not a soft suggestion. Yeah, on that's your show. A, that's so a hard suggestion. Let's do it. Hi, David. Hope you're listening. Uh, yeah, so according to this, they... Um, they analyzed more than four, 490,000 tweets from fans for negative sentiment mm -hmm. and found that 36.8% of the Colts fan base's tweets 
we're, we're negative. negative. Yeah. That's not very good. But also, football fans are so irrational. Like, look at Nigel. Like, <laughs> we're on a text thread with Nigel during Colts games, and it'll be opening day, and they'll fall behind three to nothing. You know, they lose the coin toss, the other team kicks a field goal. We're already getting, I hope they move back to Baltimore texts <laughs> from Nigel. My favorite thing about uh, our text thread with Nigel is, one, how he just disappears after about an hour and you a half. You can tell when he passes out. You can totally tell when he blacks out and passes out. He's done. And then for the next seven hours through two other games, it's just me and Hammer corresponding. <laughs> he just checks out. Also, Nigel will then awake from his slumber and realize he's lost his bet. And then he will immediately do what he calls an anger bet, which is a totally ridiculous bet that has almost no chance of hitting, but he will do it to try to make the money. Yeah, he's trying to redeem himself, a worse right? worse bet than the one that he lost money on in the first place. <laughs> And we always cheer him on, too. Oh, that's a good one. I like that one. You know what? You should bet more. <laughs> You're instigating it. Like go go take out a little bit on that mortgage and really hammer the Colts on the money line this week against the Chargers. So I saw a chart that said more people are rooting for the Bengals this weekend. Probably. And I think that's fatigue from the Chiefs being good for so long. And Joe Burrow's a cool dude. Mm-hmm. People like Joe Burrow. I mean, chicks love this guy. Dudes think he's a baller, could possibly be the next big superstar in the league. He plays his best in big games, but uh, I think a lot of that is because we're so tired as you know, a country of seeing Patrick Mahomes be good at football. Uh, if you were the Colts, would you give up whatever it takes to get to number one? And I say this as a Bears fan because I think the Bears can totally fleece the Colts because I know that Jim Ursay and Chris Ballard are calling the shots over there. What yes. are you, as a rational person, what would you do to get to number one? You say whatever it takes. I think there's a limit on that. It I'm not giving like up three number ones. It didn't sound like it at that press conference Ballard did that there was a limit. You're not giving up three number ones, I, not for this group of I quarterbacks. I don't think Jim Ursay is exactly a limits guy either, do you? Do you think Jim Mercy's ever said, well, I've had enough of that? If you like one of these guys, then you give up your number four pick this year, a number one pick next year, some more collateral or a player. There's no player that's off limits on this roster. Who would the Bears want on the Colts? You could get DeForest Buckner, which would help you stop the run a little bit. And there's some teams that can score in that division. You could also pick up uh, maybe one of the linebackers. Not even uh, Leonard, because he's banged up. But Franklin had a breakout year. That's a Pro Bowl guy. Kenny Moore could be available in your secondary. That comes in handy when you're trying to stop the Vikings. And believe it or not, the Lions, who scored a lot of points this year, you need help defensively. The Colts could give you that. I just wanted to see Hammer try to sell complete trash. That's just what I wanted to I see. I saw that. Okay, so earlier this so week. Hold, hold, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. So you're going to tell me that the Bears would not take a number one next year, uh-huh. the number four this year, mm-hmm. some other picks this year, whether it's a second round, third round, whatever, pick, and DeForest Buckner. That would not be a good trade for the Bears to go back three spots? No, no, no. We could do way better than that because here's what we can do. We can fleece the Texans at two, and I think the Texans... Who are the Texans going to give you? They're going to give up the two, and then they're going to give up the 12, and then I think we can get a one next year. Look, you need us, Hammer. (laughs) You need us. And for all the years you've made me suffer, I'm going to make you suffer. I'm going to make you grovel, (laughs) as though I have anything to do with what's actually going to be taking place. (laughs) 
in our fantasy trade. You're really going to beg for this pick. Okay. All right. <laughs> I read that uh, Jim Irsay said that they're going to give seven people a second interview for the coaching job. It was reported that it was two earlier in the week, and now it's seven. So does that mean one of the two didn't go so well? Possibly. And a couple people have backed out already. Like the Lions offensive coordinator backed out. Dan Quinn, the Cowboys defensive coordinator, Mm -hmm. he's backed out. And they can't even speak to D'Amico Ryans until the 49ers season is over, even though he spoke to other teams. If I were Jim Irsay or an NFL owner and I were interviewing someone for a head coaching position that I didn't like, I would do like Trump did when there was someone he didn't like because he would always end the conversation about them with, Wish him the best. Shrugs the shoulders, puts his hands up. Wish you the best. Hey, do you think I'll be getting this job? Wish you the best. (laughs) (laughs) And real quick, one more thing on the coaching. Frank Reich got hired in Carolina. All right, good for him. Nice guy. But can we stop acting like because Jeff Saturday wasn't successful, Reich didn't deserve to be fired? Yeah. yeah, That dude needed to be seen the door, right? What's coming up this afternoon? Uh, We've got Beer Sample Friday. We've got Abdul and the Bowlers from Beach Grove in the house. Thanks, Hammer. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC.